greatest weapon of all. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. It's time we started twice. Pain isn't something we thought. All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them. And they gave up two lives. The one they were living in and the one they would have lived. They gave up everything for our country, for us. They pray for freedom and justice. Some veterans not getting the timely care that they need. Less than 1% of Americans serving in uniform. Good news is, is that in recent years, we've made historic investments to boost the VA budget. What is it? Why should we care? We should care about press freedom because... Because we were informed. In democratic societies, free, diverse, and pluralist media enable public debates and are essential checks You don't look status. Let's discuss. Hey guys, welcome to Vet to Vet podcast, new episode, uh, Spinal Stenosis. And uh, it's a medical condition in which the passages through which your nerves travel through your spine become narrow or partially blocked. And this uh, impinges on the nerves themselves, so which can cause pain, tingling, numbness, and uh, muscle weakness. In severe cases, it can lead to paralysis, bladder and bowel inconsistency, or retention, headaches, uh, and uh, some other uh, symptoms. And uh, so that's the topic of uh, today's podcast. And uh, if you want a little bit more on that, uh, please check our related podcast, The Spine Arthritis. It's season two, episode 10. So let's go into the topic. Spinal stenosis is a narrowing of the spaces within your spine, which can put pressure on the nerves that travel through your spine. So think of it almost like a clogged artery kind of style. Most of the time, spinal stenosis occurs in the lower back and the neck. These two types of spinal stenosis can be summarized as follows. Cervical stenosis, in this condition, the narrowing occurs in the part of the spine in your neck. So like kind of like from the base of your shoulders up to the base of your skull. Um, lumbar stenosis in this condition the narrowing occurs in the part of the spine in your lower back this is the most common form of spinal stenosis so a lot of a lot of vets will have lower back issues for the most part some people with spinal stenosis do not exhibit symptoms when symptoms are present they usually start gradually and worsen over time symptoms vary depending on the location of the stenosis and which nerves are affected however generally speaking symptoms may include the following Numbness or tingling in the hands, arm, foot, or legs. Weakness in hand, arm, foot, or legs. Problems with walking and balance. Neck pain. Bowel or bladder dysfunction. And lumbar stenosis symptoms could be numbness or tingling in the foot or leg. Weakness in the foot or leg. Pain or cramping in one or both legs when you stand for long periods of time or when you walk. Which usually eases when you bend forward or sit. And of course back pain. Most often, spinal stenosis is caused by overuse or general wear and tear changes in the spine related to osteoarthritis. Other causes of spinal stenosis may include overgrowth of the bone. Wear and tear damage from osteoarthritis on your spinal bone can prompt the formation of bone spurs which can grow into the spinal cord or into the spinal canal. Herniated discs, the soft cushions that act as shock absorbers between your vertebrae tend to dry out with age. Cracking a disc and disc exterior may allow some of the soft inner material to escape and press on the spinal cord or nerves. 
abnormal growth form inside the spinal cord within the membranes that cover the spinal cord or in the space between the spinal cord and vertebrae. And spinal injuries, motor vehicle accidents, and other trauma can cause dislocations or fractures of one or more of the vertebrae. Displaced bone from a spinal fracture may damage the contents of the spinal canal. Swelling of nearby tissue immediately after back surgery can also put pressure on the spinal cord or nerves. Yep. Uh, and if you have back or neck problems, you definitely know what this is about. So how how does uh, this condition get diagnosed and treated? If spinal stenosis is, is suspected, your doctor may order x-rays, magnetic resonance imaging, or the MRIs, and or CT or CT uh, grams. Later, the two will show whether soft tissue may be impinging or invading the spinal cord area. In many cases, symptoms resolve themselves with rest, physical therapy, exercise, and anti-inflammatories. If these conservative options don't get results, your doctor may recommend injecting uh, cortisone into your spine, which can give you relief for a few days or weeks, but certainly not a cure. And severe cases or where the use of conservative treatment options just isn't effective for you, you and your doctor may consider surgery. Yeah, a lot of times with VA, it's uh, not obvious to get a, a CT scan. So most likely you're going to get offered X-ray. Uh, and uh, X-rays uh, a lot of times won't uh, show those soft tissues like a bulging disc or pinched nerves. So like, unfortunately, uh, the easier way around it is to get CT scan somewhere else and then bring those CT scans to the doctor at VA. Yeah. Unless you wanna wait for a year, maybe two, mm -hmm. if you get that CT scan actually approved. Yeah, because the x-rays are only gonna really look at your bones and might be able to point out some bone spurs. So what are the service connection for spinal stenosis? Arguably, the most important part of the VA disability claims process is establishing service connection. To establish service connection, veterans must generally do the following. Provide a current diagnosis of spinal stenosis, present evidence of an in-service event, and obtain a medical opinion linking the in-service occurrence to their diagnosed spinal stenosis. Evidence to support your VA disability claim may include military personnel and medical records, lay testimony and medical opinions. With regard to medical opinion, doctors must state that your condition is at least likely as not due to your time in service. This opinion will be most favorable when you when it comes to establishing service connection. So how VA rates spinal stenosis? VA rates spinal stenosis according to the 38 CFR 4.17A schedule of ratings muscular system diagnostic code 5238. Specifically, VA rates spinal stenosis according to its general rating formula for diseases and injuries of the spine. At 100% unfavorable ankylosis of the entire spine. So ankylosis is basically when your entire spine is just frozen up, you know, through arthritis and everything. Like the arthritis is so bad that your spine is just one big stick. And that's not gonna be cool. Unfavorable ankylosis of the entire uh, thoracic spine, so like your lower back. So not your entire spine, but just the region of the spine. And that could be 
40%, unfavorable ankylosis of the entire cervical spine or forward flexation of the thoracic spine 30 degrees or less or favorable ankylosis of the entire uh, thoracic spine. So your neck or your upper back right here. 30% is for forward flexation of the cervical spine 15 degrees or less or favorable ankylosis of the entire, entire cervical spine. 20% for forward flexation of the thoracic spine greater than 30 degrees but not greater than 60 degrees or forward flexation of the cervical spine greater than 15 degrees but not greater than 30 degrees or the combined range of motion of the thoracic spine not greater than 120 20 degrees or the combined range of motion of cervical spine not greater than 170 degrees or muscle spasm or guarding severe enough to result in abnormal gait or abnormal spine contours such as scoliosis, reverse lordosis, or abnormal ketosis. So basically what you're talking about is you can't bend all over the damn place. So if you do a lot of yoga and it's helping your back out and you could touch your toes, you're probably not going to hit those high ratings even though you might have severe degenerative issues. 10% forward flexation of the thoracic spine greater than 60 degrees but not greater than 85 degrees or forward flexation of the cervical spine greater than 30 degrees but not greater than 40 degrees or combined range of motion of the thoracic spine greater than 120 degrees but not greater than 235 degrees or combined range of motion of the cervical spine greater than 170 degrees but not greater than 335 degrees or muscle spasm guarding or localized tenderness not resulting in abnormal gait or abnormal spinal contour or vertebral body fracture with loss of 50% or more of height. So that's like, you know, when you were younger, you're six foot, but now you're 70 years old and you're 5'10". That's when you shrink down the spine a little bit. Yeah, uh, if your MRIs don't show significant uh, stenosis, but you're experiencing severe back pain that still inhibits uh, your ability to work and you have uh, intervertebral disc syndrome, you may be able to get a higher rating due to incapacitating episodes. And these are periods of acute pain severe enough for a doctor to prescribe a bed rest. And so for most vets with the back condition, trying to prove ankylosis is going to be hard as hell or range of motion issues. But showing in incapacitating episodes is probably where you have a better bet of getting these higher ratings. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to the way they rate it, 60% for incapacitating episodes totaling at least six weeks during the past 12 months. So if you're losing work or having to be in bed rest for six months out of an entire year, not, not once, you know, like for an entire week or anything like that, it could be one day, one day, one day that adds up. That could be 60%. You just got to be able to prove it. 40% for incapacitating episodes totaling at least four weeks, but less than six weeks during the past 12 months. 20% for incapacitating episodes totaling at least two weeks, but less than four weeks during the past 12 months. And 10% for incapacitating episodes having a total duration of at least one week, but less than two weeks during the past 12 months. So anytime you have really back issues, that are messing you from work and things like that, make sure you go to your doctor and get some kind of proof that you're having in incapacitating episodes. And that will help build your stuff up. Yeah, that's the best way to prove. Yeah. Because uh, motion, uh, like your 
how much your back flexes might not be uh, uh, enough to get your disability high enough for what you deserve. Yeah, but if you have a back problem and you took vacation time, that's not going to help you. So make sure you get it documented. That's it, guys, for today's episode. And as always, do you have a book, great movie, stuff to do you would recommend? Yeah, so Halloween's coming up right now. And The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, number 31, I believe, is coming out. So watch Treehouse of Horrors and support The Simpsons. <laughs> and uh, quote the words of wisdom of the day. Always do your best. What you plant now, you will harvest later. Yeah. Said by OG Mandino. <laughs> That's it, folks. Thank you for listening. Until next time, over and out. Thank you.